Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and good evening, everybody. I welcome you to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is, of course, Friday Night Insight. But it's not Louis Dangor flanking me tonight. It is, you know, he he hasn't changed. <laughs> he is not a different man. It is SP3, the man himself, the master debater, the, the man who wipes the floor with me weekly. Uh, how are you doing, my North American brother? I am doing great this Friday. I, I like that we are in sync. We have on our Christmas jumpers. We are all As promised. good to go, yes. <laughs> uh why don't we show the people i'll let you go first because yours is a good one uh let's show the christmas jumpers we have yes so i got on my exclusive uh home alone merry christmas you filthy animals for you guys today because i'm a huge home alone fan and uh luke owen is a big christmas fan shouts out to him his birthday's coming up on monday but i i will not take the blast with me home alone 2 is better than home alone 1 Starting off the hot takes early. Oh, is that, did someone invite Steph Chase? Hey? <laughs> uh, God damn. Um, <laughs> you know what? In my house, I'm actually known like in my family as Mr. Christmas because it's like my favorite time of year. I do all the quizzes. I like I get everything straight. I am like, it's my favorite time of year by a country mile. And Home Alone, it's hard to contest with. But what about... He's got a nose and a scarf. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Snowman. See, you beat you beat me with the Vince McMahon impressions, and now you beat me with the Christmas sweater. I knew I should I, – I had I have another one for next week, and I was like, no, I'm going to go with the Home Alone today, and I'm going to bring out the other one. Uh, and it would have been appropriate today, but – I'm gonna bring out that the next one uh, next uh, next Wednesday. So, brother, I've got uh, <laughs> I've got two more, and I'm literally I've literally put them aside. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna I can't wear them until SP3 wears his man. I'm gonna like, you know what I mean? Like, they are just there to compete with you, and that is that. Um, I've got one that's gonna be for the uh, the end of year show, but the next show that we do next Wednesday, I've got another one that is that is pretty yeah. uh, pretty cool too. So, I'm gonna be ready. Yeah, bring your A game. Bring your A game, because <laughs> that's all I do when it comes to Christmas, brother. That's all I do. Uh, anyway, 
that's a hot way to open the show, Christmas jumpers. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us again on this Friday for the Wrestling Daily. And my Lord, in the past 24 hours, a lot has emanated for us to talk about. Um, it's hard to know where to start. Keith Lee apparently needs to refine some skills. Vincent Mann apparently doesn't want Roman Reigns and The Rock at WrestleMania anymore. There is a fair amount for us to get into. But before we do that, let us remember, SP3 is already coming with a hot take. But if you want to have a hot take, you know what to do by now. Ultra chat, wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Our tremendous mods will let us know what you say, and then we will talk about it on the show. And of course, that is absolutely my favorite part of the show. So please make sure you do that. You know, you know what? If you've got... Christmas jumpers as well, and you, you when you break them out, tweet SB3 and I. Tweet us. Yeah. I want to see some good jumpers. I want to see some people in the spirit. SB3, uh, you you got you got a five star uh, jumper right there. I, I got a four and a half. I got a four and a half on the on the Meltzer scale. So we want to see some six and seven star jumpers. Yeah, and we want my hair to stop mucking around. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. D- just before I forget as well, because Louis, of course, uh, being Jewish, so is Matthew McCoskey. Happy Hanukkah, my friends. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, goodwill to everyone, SP3. Of course, that's how we do it. Um, so- somebody says SP3 needs better audio. Is that right? SP3, talk for me, man. Mike check 1212. Uh, that it might have been because I put the, ca- the the microphone on the side when I was showing off my Christmas jumper. So uh, my apologies, uh, Mr. Anders. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you ask me, that was a very fine reason to put your mic to the side. Uh, also, guys, all the podcasts are updated on Spotify and Acast as of right now, I was told today. So you can catch up on any shows that you have missed if you want to get into the debate where once again... <laughs> I went down with a sinking ship in the invasion angle uh, and SP3 came out on top. If you want to relive that from Wednesday, you can on podcast. Uh, Once again, get your ultra chats in. And last but not least, when I'm talking about business, you know what I'm going to say. Wrestle2 is our home right here on YouTube, also on Twitter. So make sure you're subscribing, notifications on and following on both of those platforms. Uh, And while we're at it, I see up tender Avondale in the chat. I see Matthew McCoskey. Uh, I see uh, who else do I see? Carol Wands is in the house. Elizabeth Stallion. And I know all of these guys are on Twitter and they're all, in my opinion, tremendous eggs. So make sure you follow each other and everyone get involved in the wrestling daily community. I won't stop beating that drum. So make sure you do it. My good eggs. Uh, we are going to get into a bit of a debate later on. Re-Charlotte Flair. Some of you may know that I had a report on her earlier this week, so I will give you some of the details that I have been hearing about Charlotte's return, although I can't tell you all of them, uh, Next uh, that I've dropped this week, and then we will talk about how she's used in WWE, because that's not a hot topic, is it, SB3? No, not at all. That's mild. That's a mild one right there. <laughs> that is. That's a medium Nando's. I don't know if SB3, have you even had a Nando's before? I, I was in the UK last year. So yes, I know I know I know my Nando's. <laughs> I feel like there's a connection to the UK. Is, is that right? Yes. Have, yes my, my missus uh family is from the UK. So uh, so we even got advent calendars for my young ones this year. 
That's I remember you telling me that, that, that my mind just triggered like I'm sure there's something I should know here. Uh, well, when are you next coming back over when all this craziness is is down? Yeah, when it, when all this craziness is down, we definitely gotta gotta bring the kids to my my wife's uh, side of the family. So for sure, I'll be there, and we can have is some it, Nando's. Well, this is right. I was gonna say I'll, I'll hook up with you. We'll we'll bring our kids along for a terrible lunch that that, <laughs> that we won't be able land. to control. Yeah, Peppa Pig world. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I, you lot think I'm joking. It's a good day. It's a good day. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'd have a Nando's where our kids would be unruly and ruin it. But let's let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, let's get into the news then. And we'll go with the titular story. That is Vince McMahon's opinions on Roman Reigns and The Rock. Why in the world would he not want that match? Well, SB3, it appears that the location of WrestleMania has something to do with it. Yes, WrestlingNews.co is the uh, ones that did this report. And he it says that Vince McMahon ideally wants The Rock and Roman Reigns to take place at a full stadium in California. Uh, it says, and this is a quote from WrestlingNews.co, a source in the company said that Vince McMahon does not feel that WrestleMania 37 would be the time for the match to happen. Vince doesn't know how many fans will be allowed to attend the show. He definitely wants fans there, and he we probably will have some some fans with socially distanced in implemented, but he would rather wait until WrestleMania 38 if The Rock wants to do it. And and also, this was another note, he wants to do it in the LA area, which is probably not going to be possible this year, this coming year for WrestleMania to capitalize off extra media, uh, mainstream media buzz that The Rock would get with this match to put more eyes on Roman Reigns. I don't want to Cast aspersions on wrestlingnews.co. I believe that's what it is, right? Um, yeah. I feel like every bit of information in that report is something that you could deduce by yourself. Pretty much. Guys in the comments, tell me if I'm being harsh. I don't I don't mean to be. I'm just calling it how I see it. Obviously, when it seemed that it was going to be in LA, that was the fitting location, right? That's when Roman yeah. did the interview at the site of the launch when they were at the stadium and uh, earlier this year talking about in Mania 37 was announced and he did the promo where he said, I would like The Rock. The Rock has also said about wanting to face Roman. So clearly it's something that they've discussed and want. Ultimately, it would come down to, if The Rock said he wanted to do it in Tampa, Vince would do it, I think, right? Like you take The Rock when you can get him, is my opinion. Um, Yeah, ideally you'd want to maximise him and all of that stuff. But I, I just think this report has a lot of stuff that we could expect to be true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how are you going to expect the tribal chief? It, don't get me wrong, he can go to WrestleMania 38, but when the crowds get back, it's going to be really hard to have Roman as a heel. I'm telling you, he'll be yeah. over like Rover in no time. Um, that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing, but... I I just think that all they've looked at here is, yeah, the location is still... It's actually unconfirmed at the moment, although all signs do point to them returning to Tampa, which means they'd probably do a backlog, which would push LA to 38, if WWE would be allowed to do that. And that, and in that case, you probably would prefer the Rock and Reigns at that, at that, uh, at that event. But I'm not... There's nothing in this report that really uncovers anything other than common sense of COVID and scheduling. So um, I'm not going to be too harsh. I'm going to give them a yellow, I think, SP3 on the BSometer. What do you think? 
that that's a fair assessment. And I think we we touched on this on uh, Wednesday when we talked about the whole Goldberg challenge on the bump. And we said, like, socially distanced crowd with The Rock is just not going to be the same thing. So we kind of mm-hmm. made that assessment as well. Uh, unfortunately, it furthers our, our thought and our gut instinct of Goldberg being the challenger for Roman Reigns. So... We will have to wait and see. I know also Wrestling Observer Newsletter said that the top uh, likely choices that are on the WWE roster would be either Drew McIntyre or Danny Hang O'Brien. On. Hang on. Uh, let me give the yellow bs to here okay. because you're about to say another report, which I'd like to give a separate bs to. <laughs> so please, now, uh, now you may unveil the uh, predicted matches. Yes, so Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported today that um, the likely guys on the main roster would be either Drew McIntyre or Daniel Bryan, which, I mean, that that's a fair one as well. But it, they, the, the note of this that really stood out to me is that Big E is no mm. longer being considered for WrestleMania to go up against Roman Reigns, which... I am upset about, but it also makes sense because they really haven't put that much, you know, into Biggie. And we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now that they really sure. never really followed up from the Sheamus feud. So I kind of have to give this this report a green because it seems like Drew and, and Daniel Bryan would be the more likely uh, options. But I have another hot take. And this might be a hot one for you guys. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. <laughs> give, give us the hot take then. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, it's not as hot as it once was. Like, and I don't, I don't, don't, this is not really even a hot take. This is just facts to me that Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns four years ago was a WrestleMania match, like etched in stone that everybody would want. You got the, the guy that everyone roots for in, in uh, Daniel Bryan and the guy that everybody's against in Roman Reigns. And now that they're finally on opposite alignments with Roman being a heel, Daniel Bryan being a face, they've really cooled off of Daniel Bryan being a top baby face over the last year and a half. And, you know, a lot of that is due to time off. A lot of that is due to the pandemic. Um, but I just, I just don't feel the, the interest and the excitement in that matchup like I once did. I much rather prefer Drew versus Roman. Yeah. Yeah, I'd prefer Drew. I'd prefer Big E and Roman, in fact. I still yeah. think the, the New Day bloodline, the way you could tie all that in in the build-up and probably after would, would work tremendously well. Um, Daniel Bryan, I mean, I have the ultimate faith in that guy, so the program could get hot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not now. But they're not trying to either at the moment, really. Um, Kevin Owens is obviously the focus. So it could get hot. I, I I have faith in that. I still thought last year with the Roman Reigns attacking angle, and I obviously believed that Brian was going to be the end result there, that I was hot for that. I was like, cool, like, you know, as long as I get Brian and Reigns, whatever, you know, you're butchering the storyline, but whatever, I'll, I'll take this match at the end. And then they ended up like tagging. I'm not even gonna get into it. It was it was a really botched storyline, but um, I I do think they could make Brian and, and Reigns great, and it would be great, like just them being together. But um, I my heart would yearn for Big E to get the moment. I think against Reigns, and if he wins the Rumble, we get there very easily. Um, that brings us on to another report, and I believe is it. I, I believe it was WrestleVotes that laid out three matches at the top of the card for WrestleMania. 
Um, I hope I haven't attributed that incorrectly. It was Russell Votes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, uh, They they said Keith Lee and Drew and Brock Lesnar was going to be a triple threat match for the WWE title. Now, we will get on to Keith Lee, but another guy probably don't match up too well with this story. He also said Edge and Orton, which I think is a no-brainer. Everyone thinks that's a given. Um, Edge and Orton themselves have publicly said they're going to finish off their story, so it is a given. Um, and who did they have for Roman Reigns, SP3? Uh, Goldberg. See, I, don't, Goldberg. I don't even want to say it. I'm just going to let you, <laughs> I'm going to defer to you every time. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know what? He's done more media. Like He's done a whole bunch of media this week, Bleacher Report as well. So it seems like they're, they're doing it for a reason, right? They're getting him out there to talk about Roman and whatnot. So it sucks. For me, I'm sure some people will like it, but there you go. That's the direction. That's the rabbit hole we're going down. What do you think um, about WrestleVotes report? What, where are we putting that on the BSometer? Um, I think they were they were two for two with the Reigns and Goldberg because I think yeah. also Wrestling Observer Newsletter also said that you know Vince is not into promoting matches that are not going to happen. So yeah. the fact that Goldberg went on there. WWE the bump and said that it kind of really much uh, confirms that like you said Edge and Orton have already said that they're gonna finish their story at Wrestlemania so it's a green I mean it's a green up until then and then it becomes yellow almost orange with the last one based on what we learned today it's yellow it's yellow that's where we're sitting on that you unless it's complete accuracy you don't get greens on the wrestling daily all right got to be strong in our journalistic <laughs> beliefs here um let's pivot to keith lee since we just spoke about him <sighs> pw insider have said that keith lee and a batch of other wwe talent names like Dabakato, um uh, dio madden and uh is it is it osmo omos almost. um almost <laughs> uh almost um that <laughs> there's basically big guys i think otis was on the list as well if i'm not mistaken yes. yep they're all going to be sent back to the performance center to refine that was the word in the report refine their in-ring skills now i at first glance would not put keith lee in that bracket at all um i would go as far as to say he's an elite worker but People have speculated that maybe Vince has a problem with the way that he works. Of course, we know WWE's traditional big man trope. Um, big Show was at the mercy of that for years when he was actually far more athletic than he was allowed to show um, because big men don't sell like that. They don't fly through the air like that. It's it's a dated Vincent Mann thing in my eyes, but if you're going to make the limitless Keith Lee limited, that seems... A bit of an oxymoron within itself. So I, I don't know what the deal is here, SP3, but it seems like, and I was told, by the way, after the the um, the clean victory over Randy Orton that Keith Lee had, uh, payback, I want to say, that, um, that Vince had literally told Randy to make Keith Lee that night because he, want, like, he had big plans for him. He was a big fan. But maybe there's something in his work over the past few months, and it's, it would be clear in the booking because he has called off a fair bit. Yeah. 
that Vince doesn't like, maybe? Would that be reading too much into it? I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, I, I knew we were going to talk about this, so I took the time out to watch the WWE 24 uh, special. So it's crazy for me to kind of read all this stuff and then hear that Vince McMahon is sending him to refine his skills back to the PC for two times a week, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, with these other guys to kind of refine their talent when he called him a hell of an athlete, uh, uh, promos are good, right after his debut against Randy Orton. So I don't know what happened in the past couple of months because to me, it kind of seemed like he was listening to them because he wasn't doing a lot of the stuff that maybe Vince wouldn't want from a big man. He wasn't doing any moonsaults. I think the only athletic thing that he really does in his matches is still the leapfrog and the drop kick, that sequence, the AJ Styles. I like to call it the AJ Styles sequence. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but it just seems like he's kind of forming into the big man, doing more of the pounces. He's not doing the big, the big bang uh catastrophe anymore he's doing the the power bomb which is more of a big man move a traditional spirit bomb spirit bomb yes spirit bomb more of a traditional <laughs> more of a traditional big man uh power move so i thought he was doing the things that vince mcmahon would want him to do but apparently there he's he's not all the way there for vince's liking which I don't know if this conflicts the previous report that we talked about with WrestleVotes. How can he be considered for a WrestleMania match if he's being sent to the PC to work on some things? I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, where does this, you know, how long has this been in the works? I, I just wonder how Keith Lee, knowing Keith Lee, he's probably taking it as like a challenge and whatever, like, you know, he'll he'll do his thing, but... He is not in the same realm as the other people he's been sent there. Like, like Omos is like green as grass. Um, you know, Dio and Dabba haven't had that much in-ring time, certainly in WWE at all. Yeah. It's just, I find it personally a bit offensive or borderline insulting that Keith Lee is bunched in like he doesn't know how to work. Like that, I'm, I'm really finding it hard to digest that and explain, you know, somebody uh, said to me earlier, you know, well, maybe he's kind of put in the group so that he'll be like, you know, when they're in training or whatever, he'll be like the leader. He'll, he'll help the rest of them around him. And I was like, well, maybe, but still <laughs> you've got world-class trainers in NXT. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, do you, you know, you're having to demote a man for it um and we can all grow we can all get better i mean we all do all the time it's not to say that keith lee is above this it's the fact that he's been grouped in here and saying that he needs to re refine his skills it's all in the wording and who he's next to like what is he doing or not doing that vincent mann is not jiving with I, I just, I'm, I'm very much confused by this, especially after watching. I was like, maybe if I watch this 24 special, it would make more sense. Maybe when he's talking to him, he, he mentions something that he can work on. He said the only real thing that he really told him was you got to make me believe. So I guess that he hasn't made him believe in the last couple of months, which I don't understand why, because he's had he's had good performances on the main mm -hmm. roster. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, his match with Bobby Lashley, other than the non-finish, I thought that was a really good matchup right. on, on, on Monday Night Raw. I, I really enjoyed that. I was like, I want to see more Lashley versus Keith Lee. But 
hey, I, I can't I can't get inside Vince's head. I told you guys I wear my Vince hat when I think about matches, and that's why this wrestle votes of Keith Lee versus Brock versus Drew McIntyre. First of all, it's a triple threat match. And when do WWE ever go in with the thought, let's do a triple threat match? It's always kind of on the back end. They just be like, oh, you know what? Let's make that a triple threat to get these let's, guys. Let's, let's just get Charlotte in there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's, oh, let's just listen to the fans. Let's put Daniel Bryan in there. You know, they only do this last minute. They don't think about a triple threat months in advance. So that was very confusing to me. Brock versus Drew makes sense. But where Keith Lee is at now, it's just, just like, do I really see him even having that momentum? Maybe he can build it up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Drew McIntyre, we've talked about it time and time again. He didn't pick up momentum until really January of uh, this year before WrestleMania. So, I mean, before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so. about, three, about three to four weeks when his character tweaks, I would say. Yeah, yeah so he, he has time to kind of make that adjustment, but it just doesn't seem uh, likely, especially with this report coming out. Uh, I do. I do also got to note that Adam Pierce and Drew Gulak are the the trainers for these guys, which I think it's a it's a cool touch to kind of have Drew Mac. I mean Drew uh, Gulak in there as a as a trainer because he's a more submission based guy. So maybe you're you know guys like Dio Madden and uh, Otis can get better on the ground, better in ring uh, style, but. Keith Lee, yeah, I agree with you. He doesn't fit in with the rest of these guys. I don't see really a hole in his game. I mean, maybe more charisma during the match, even though this guy has boatloads of charisma coming out of the ring. I I don't know. I don't know. I can only just try to put my Vince hat on and try to make sense of this, but it just doesn't. No, exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would like a third man inserted in the Drew Lesnar match just to make it fresh and maybe force them to go beyond what we saw at Mania this year, like, yeah, I don't want to sprint. I want, I want something with substance. Um, so yeah, but whether that's Keith Lee or not, I think it's, it's too early to tell. We'll have to see how the next few months play out, you know, whether this training correlates to any, you know, what his presence is like on TV or anything like that. But Jay King says, Alex, may you please tell SP3 he's the GOAT, please. Thank you. Thank you, sir. There you go. There you go. I'm, I, I, I can't turn down Letting the man smell the fruits of his labour. I can't. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That kind of does bring us on. It's on the same point. Dave Meltzer and Fightful, I see, putting out reports that Vincent Mann was blowing a gasket at how some people have been working on Raw. Um, again, I mean, we've pretty much just scaled over this. We don't know the specifics of who he's talking about, right? But presumably, he doesn't like the way some of the big men have been working. That would make sense, given what this PW Insider report has come out. But then, you know, Omos and Madden and, uh, yeah, so well, Madden's worked like a little bit, but... yeah. Oh, you know, Kato's done nothing since we're underground. And yeah, Keith Lee's the only one who's really been working. So once again, it makes you just feel like it's kind of a blindsided dig at Keith Lee. I, mean, I hope that's not the case. I really do. But if if they drop the ball on Keith Lee, that is, I, I'll, uh, I'll be like you were saying about Biggie the other day. I'll be so mad. Like if he just kind of peters away and they don't use him the way they should be using him. Because, like, when he was a double champ in NXT, and I was having this argument with someone earlier on Twitter. I don't like to call it an argument, a debate. Um, so I said uh, that I didn't feel like NXT was close to where it was 18 months ago. The electricity in that is wrong. I actually think my quote was a million miles off, which I actually stand by. And I don't mean that in terms of takeovers, because they always deliver. The week-to-week TV product, to me is severely lacking by comparison to what it was 18 months ago. And someone was like, well, what's different? Like, who's left? And I was like, okay. Like, so in... <laughs> I, I, I literally went to a card 18 months ago. Ricochet, Alistair Black, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane. Uh, that's just scratching the surface. There, there really is, like, a, a few more than that. Um, War Raiders was another one. Like, yeah. you're just taking them out of your tag division. Velveteen Dream is, I mean, it's his own fault. But again, it's a loss because he he was on fire at one point, right? So yep. it's, and then you look at who they've brought in now. I, I love Tim Thatcher. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of upside. But is he doing what a ricochet or an Alistair Black was? Unfortunately, no. No, he's not. Um, you know, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis. I'm sorry. And I'm going to give them a chance. And I want them to do well. But you can't honestly put them in the same bracket as the names I just mentioned. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, I saw that list and I was like, wow, I didn't even know it was that many uh, people that was At the, the same difference. time. Yeah. You know and what I mean? Me and um, uh, Joel Hilbert of Fightful kind of went back and forth and we were in agreement that NXT, it basically feels like they are still trying to recaptured the same format that they had when they were our when there was no pressure but it's just not the same when you're on the usa network when you're in direct competition with aew that are putting out more long-term stories that are having you know very very good payoffs very good storytelling throughout when when you think about nxt the last great story that they really had was champa and gargano and then they they tried to bring that back this year and they kind of failed to do so a lot of that had to do with the pandemic and, you know, resuffling, you know, canceling takeover that they had during WrestleMania weekend. But that 
they really haven't rebounded from that. Like just now, Johnny Gargano is really coming into form as a heel character. But if you look at even Tommaso Ciampa, who was one of the main stars of that time that you're talking about 18 mm-hmm. months ago, I don't think anybody views him in the same light that we viewed him 18 months ago. Like it's just a lot of that has to do with the injury that happened, but a lot of that has to do with his presentation on this new era of NXT. I feel like a lot of times they're trying to have a takeover on TV and one, they're not giving guys enough time to have the type of matches that they can have on takeover. But episodic television is about more than good to great matches. It's about the stories that you tell and the characters that you have. And NXT just doesn't have that what they had 18 months ago. No, they don't. And you got to remember that I would say that was the hottest story in the business, not just NXT yeah. or WWE. Gargano and Champa at that time. And 18 months ago, they were at the top of that card in a street fight. So, um, yeah, I, again, I think that stands to reason NXT will always suffer. Like You have to remember, AEW, since the inception of the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW have just added to what they've got. They've got a foundation. They've just gone out there and kept adding. NXT is like a revolving door. It, like they will always be working against that fact that they will lose their talent eventually to SmackDown yeah. and Raw. Like, you know, t- you take Keith Lee out this year and Matt Riddle, that would be like, and I'm not making direct comparisons, I'm just saying where they are on the card, like Moxley and R- Cody, maybe. Like, that would be like taking them out of AW and putting them in another promotion. They're going to feel it. And on top of that, NXT have had injuries. But at the crux of all of that, and while I do think NXT eternally will have the, you know, they've got the bad hand in this war because they won't ever be able to go like AEW and just, you know, they can recruit, but they'll lose people. The turnover of talent will always be against them. Yeah. But ultimately, the TV just hasn't been that great. Um, I'm not really into the carry on cross thing. Like, I, I do think him and Scarlett are cool, but I just don't buy the way he's presented as like this unstoppable force. I don't, it's just me. I don't. It doesn't work for me. Um, I do like the Zia Lee Boa thing. I think that's done really well. Um, the whole vignettes of that and stuff. But to me, AEW is the streets ahead in terms of stories right now. Um, you know, on the show this week, you got Shaq and Cody, or you know, you could be like, oh, Shaq. But still, it's quite interesting what they're going to do with him. Sting being there. Um, you've got the inner circle and how that's unfolding. You've got Omega as the champ, the crossover of impact. And then Hangman is kind of the dark order, but still in that main event, there's yeah. a lot to two hours. There's a lot to enjoy. Whereas NXT is like, they're kind of still figuring out like, well, we've done pretty much everything we can do about Undisputed Era. So what else are we going to do? Same with Gargano and Champa. Like, you know, that I mean, Gargano is finding his feet a little bit, but yeah. otherwise, I don't know. I, I feel for them in that regard. But I do just think when they, they, they haven't recaptured the magic that they had 18 months ago. And I think 18 months ago was like, that was, that was my favorite show bar none. Yeah. It's also a thing of in AEW, I don't think there's like a ceiling of where you can go. Like when you reach the apex in, in NXT, you kind of have to go to the main roster. Like I watching the Keith Lee special, when he won the double championships, he was like, the next goal is Raw and SmackDown because he yeah. hit the apex. He hit that ceiling that NXT is going to eternally have because it's the, like it's the third brand. So you have to go to Raw and SmackDown to have something new. 
Yeah, exactly. And Alex Smith makes a good point here. The women's division has been really good for the past few months. The next yeah. day, it absolutely has. I will give. Yeah, I'll absolutely grant you that. The talent, you know, I've said this a million times. The talent that they have there in NXT is just unbelievable. So deep. And credit to Triple H. He's, you know, they're in the main event slots more often than not at the moment. They're, you know, um, focal parts of the show. So I'm happy. That's one of the main reasons I keep coming back to yeah. NXT. So yeah, I mean. We've kind of gone off on a tangent, really, on NXT versus AW, but, you know, it happens. Uh, let's get to some Ultra Chats before we dive into Charlotte Flair and what I heard about it this week. Make sure you keep them coming in, guys. We've got a couple here, but I'd love to hear some more. So please make your way to WrestleTalk.com forward slash Wrestle2, and you know what to do. Just give us those hot takes. Give them to us. Serve them up lovely. But until then, we're just talking about AW a little bit with NXT. CM Chris. The Elite Good Egg himself, he loves that hashtag. Um, hello, Alex and SP3. Breaking news that Kenny Omega will be appearing on Impact Wrestling next Tuesday. Yes. Ooh, very interesting to see what is going to happen in the next few weeks. Hashtag E-G-E-R. Hashtag SP3 for QM. Thank you, CM Chris. You've been waving the flag. Uh, you're the head of the bandwagon. Thank you, sir. Yes, yeah, I, I feel like SB3 will take you wherever he goes. You're, you're like, you're his Jay Uso. Um, I, I think that, yeah, they have to. <laughs> like, I, I, we said this with Steph yesterday. Uh, Kenny is, like, awesome to watch at the moment, and I love the Don Callis connection. They just didn't give enough on the Dynamite promo for me. There should have been some yeah. meat to the to the to what they were saying. There wasn't. So I'm hoping this Tuesday things go a little bit further. I'm assuming there'll be more Rich Swan teases or something to that effect. I would love to see that. And um I feel like if they're going back the, the next week, obviously I think he's doing triple A, I want to say tonight. Uh Is the twelfth. Tomorrow. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Um I mean, I mean, Anthony Joshua's tomorrow, so I'm all like, I'm out of sync. <laughs> uh, I've only written like two wrestling articles, two or three wrestling articles this week because my actual job title is US editor, which kind of confines um, UFC and boxing as well. So Tony Ferguson on tomorrow night, Anthony Joshua, I've taking up my time, and I'm sitting up, I'm sitting on my laptop thinking, bloody UFC, bloody boxing, just want to <laughs> write wrestling, <laughs> stupid, stupid boxing. <laughs> yeah, get in the way of my wrestling. Um, so, so yeah, I do think um, things will move forward on Tuesday, SB3. Yeah, I, I think this was a good move that, to not make it a one-off. Um, I think that Omega did great on Impact Wrestling, but I agree with you. I was just looking for a little bit more from the AEW Dynamite promo, and that's only because of what they promoted on Impact Wrestling. If they didn't say... Kenny was going to make a big announcement. If they said Kenny would explain further, I think that would have it would have fit into the story because he did give a little bit extra in explaining that it wasn't the microphone shot that beat Moxley. No one kicks out from the one ring angel. It was because they promised something that they didn't deliver on. That's why mm. people are kind of divisive about that segment. If they would have j even just said, oh, I'm going to be at AAA. That's an announcement. It's something we already knew. But at least it's an announcement and you're a heel because you're telling us something that we already knew when you're promising an announcement. When you don't give us anything at all, it gets heat on the company and not the performer. So I think that mm -hmm. was the, the only issue there. I also read with Wrestling Observer Newsletter connected to him appearing on the 15th episode of Impact, he will be headlining at least some Impact Wrestling pay-per-views, which I, I, I wrote an article this Plural. week. Plural. Yes, plural. 
pay-per-views, at least some, they said. So I, I wrote an article this week, top uh, top 10 must-see AEW versus Impact Wrestling uh, uh, matches to dream matches. And I will, I will give you the spoiler. Number one on my list is what should headline Impact Wrestling's next pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega for the Impact and AEW world titles. And I said oh. this before the tease. Before the tease, I wrote this article. I wrote this article on Monday. I just want to put that out there so they read my mind. Ah, well, look, look S- now you've learned, everyone. SB3, the inside scoopster that he is, uh, he can predict the future. And his missus works with WWE. He knows everything. Don't let him fool you. He knows everything. Uh, let's get to another ultra chat. Thank you, CM Chris. I understand you missed it by going to the toilet, but we thank you anyway. Um we got another one from AEW. Uh, Arif Handhoko. I hope I said that right. I feel like I did. Uh, be honest. Oh. Why? Uh-oh. Why have you got to give Uh-oh. me Why have you got to give me these? Goldberg in AEW would be hype. Also, which legend do you think should return to WWE? Should they want equal? AEW Sting showing up. AEW Sting. Uh, keep up the good work. Cheers from Indonesia. Arif, wow. thank you for joining us, my friend. I really yes. appreciate that, even if you made me say Goldberg. Um, no, it wouldn't be hype. <laughs> no, at all. I don't want to see that man wrestle full stop. I don't think he helps anyone. The way he wrestles only serves to help himself because he can't physically do anything else and he can't even do what he does very well no i don't want any more goldberg i want him gone i want him to gracefully retire enjoy your money it's not your fault goldberg i understand vince is paying you loads of money sure do you man i understand but i doesn't mean i have to like it and i don't okay that's it on goldberg sb3 i think i put this out here before this show that i i had heat with The Undertaker, because I felt like WrestleMania 33 was the perfect send-off for him, and him repeating the comeback just really was eating at my love of his, of his legacy and his career, because every time he come back, it was the law of diminishing returns. Now that heat, since, Go- since he gave us the final farewell, that heat is now on Goldberg, because Goldberg gave us the perfect send-off for him, also at WrestleMania 33. With that match with Brock Lesnar, I will, I will go on record and say in the greatest five-minute match that I've ever seen live is yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg versus Brock at WrestleMania 33. And then Whoa. his send-off. Hang on, SP3. Yeah. Whoa! Annika Wilson coming in with a hot take. Um, I was there. It did not suck. How, the Hardy yeah. Boys alone. Come on! <laughs> The greatest pop I've ever been witness for ever yeah. in life. Like, like yeah. people lost their minds during that. For and, me, and- I, I saw the Hardys and Edge. Like, so both of those to me were um, unbelievable returns. Um, You're lucky. I don't, for know that. If it, I don't know if it sucked. Like, that's strong. I like. I was saying this yesterday as well. Jericho and KO. That's like. I think people remember that as not being as great as it was, just because Vince said he didn't like it. I thought he was pretty damn good. I thought Rollins and Triple H again, like, wasn't, it wasn't like a, a legendary classic, but it was good. The Steph spot was good. Um, there was, Yeah, the women, the, the women had a six-pack, I believe. Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, they had a six-pack and then the Raw women had a fatal four-way. I, I feel like Shane versus AJ is one of Shane's greatest matches ever. One of the most underrated openers ever, I will tell you. Yes. That. 
And I think that was the problem with Jericho and KO. That match was good, but it followed probably the best match of the night. That was the issue. And then the, the Hardys being in that ladder match, that ladder match was great. It was really good portions of that show. I think the show overall suffered because it ended on a flat note with Go- with uh, Undertaker and Roman Reigns. I was a big Roman fan, so I, I enjoyed the hell out of that, being one of the few people cheering for Roman that night. <laughs> I was just healing it up. I had true heel shirts. I feel, I feel like um, we've discussed this before. You was at the Raw the next night too, right? Yes, yes, I yes. I was too. That is one of the best, like literally, I can't even just, I don't have, I mean, I have the descriptive tools. I'm a journalist, but I can't actually describe how the atmosphere was like 10 minutes prior to the show and all the way through mm-hmm. Roman's promo. You honestly had to be there to experience it. it literally the entire arena was telling him to F off and like they were fuming that he'd beat Undertaker. I've never, ever seen anything like it. Except for me and my friends. People were saying delete to Roman. We were saying select. People were saying saying, uh, uh, shut the F up. We were like, please keep talking. And we just kept going. And we were annoying people. But at the end of the day, they was like, you guys are hilarious. (laughs) We loved Roman that night. It's probably me. Um, elite, uh, I like this from Carol Wands. Elite Good Eggs shirt. We need one. Yes. Well, you know, there have been preliminary discussions of things of this nature. I will tell you that much. So um, hopefully I have some news for you guys on that soon. And Uptown Avondale, that's not a bad idea. The perfect shirt for this show is Alex's face with a caption saying, shut up, Louie. Right over the mouth. Right <laughs> If there is a yeah, if there's a, if there's a way we can make a shirt of Louis interrupting me, that would be that would be grand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, we are we are. Um, I believe I've spoken to um, Q-Tip himself. That I we have some ideas. We really wanted to do is a little spoiler for you. We really wanted to do the cocaine uh, is a hell of a drug shirt, even though that probably would have been stooped in lawsuits. But we really wanted to do something on that, and then obviously it started crucifying our. <laughs> our paid advertisement. So we've had to kind of knock that on the head for a little bit. Um, but do you know what? Uh, since I don't know if it will demonetize us or not, it hasn't done lately. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest show ever known to man, Chappelle show. Um We've really got off topic again. I, I can't even remember what was said. Um, who would WWE bring in as a legend to equal Sting? I mean, there aren't many left that WWE haven't touched. Um, do you give a recurring role on screen to like an Austin? Or, I mean, The Rock is like an, a needle mover, but it's not realistic, is it? Um, from that era, is there really anyone left? Uh I think Sting works because they didn't get it right in WWE. I think I that I, I've seen people compare like, oh, people are upset about Goldberg coming in and they're cheering Sting. That's because WWE didn't get the Sting coming in right. So he, this is kind of like a redeeming thing. And Sting hasn't been on our major television show since then. 
So it's it's like he's been gone for so long. We're happy to see him again. Goldberg, we just saw, and he just ruined he he ruined KO when he was on a magical run in 2017. He ruined the Fiend in 2019. So I mean 2020. I, I forget that this that was this year. But he's had a it, horrible <laughs> run. Outside of that, outside of that Lesnar match at Mania, he's had a horrible run, isn't he? He really has. Yeah. It just hasn't produced that much great television. The great television was the Brock feud from 2016 to 2017, and it's just been a law of diminishing returns since then. The only, the, thing, the only thing that I think would make, and people are saying it in the comment, would make the sort of impact that Sting did on ratings is this man, CM yeah. Punk. He probably is the only man who who would, you know, and I would class him as a legend at this point. So, yeah. Uh, I think that probably is the only one. Uh, let's move on to Uptown Avondale. Hey, man, thank you for your funny comments uh, that you bring to the show every week. You're like our resident jokester. I do enjoy it. Uh, I'd love to hear Alex Nesbitt 3 comment on my fantasy bookings for WrestleMania. Jay versus Jimmy versus Roman. Mm. And Bray slash The Fiend versus Rowan. The posts were too long to include here. But you could scroll up, right? I actually think I did see the comment you made. So because you've paid your money, I am going to search it out for it. Um, but I, I think it was on Rowan. So while I search for that, SB3, do you want to riff on the bloodline having a triple threat? Because I am actually pretty intrigued at that dynamic. Yeah, I mean, that would be fun. Uh, I, like I said, I'd rather anything than, than Goldberg versus Roman. So, yes, I would I feel, be. I feel like I've infected you. <laughs> No, I've been I, like I said, my heat on people coming back and trying to diminish my love of them and their legacy because I was a huge Goldberg fan. I watched, like we talked about on Wednesday, I watched WCW and ECW a lot as a kid, so I really enjoyed the Goldberg run. I really enjoyed the streak, and they they started to ruin that in WCW when they started inflating the number because it organically got over that he kept winning and winning, and then they just started inflating the number, and then it just started to diminish from there but then you know wwe further buried his legacy when he came over he had i guess a good debut yeah he had a great debut uh, against the rock after wrestlemania 19 the match with the rock at backlash i thought was pretty good his feud with chris jericho basing it on their old feud was was good and then there was SummerSlam 2003, and I think that the 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 balloon on on Goldberg started to deflate from there in his mm. run in WWE. And then he came back. He redeemed that. He's already redeemed it. We don't need anything more, Goldberg. Your your legacy is set. You're intact. Stop coming back. Stop having these matches. Stop versing anyone from this generation, please, because you seem to only do one minute matches that bury them and mm. and, it, and it's just not good the fiend hasn't felt like the fiend since that matchup so i will not forgive him for that because the fiend was the one of the best things in wwe from 2019 to 2020 and it just hasn't been the same since you came so after that i'm over goldberg the mm. bloodline match would be great because we've seen the chemistry between Jay Uso and Roman. And I think adding Jimmy into it would be something new with kind of like Roman putting Jay in the match. Like it can be Jimmy versus Roman at first. And then Roman just like talks to Adam Pierce or has Paul Heyman talk to Adam Pierce and says, put Jay in there. 
put Jay in the match. Jay deserves another shot. And Jay is just supposed to be in there just to fight off his brother to keep him away from Roman. And then Roman has to ask him to like lay down for him. So Jay has this confliction because it's all about the storytelling, it seems, with these guys. That would be a great story right there with Jimmy kind of trying to trying to save his brother from from Roman's infection and poisoning his mind. It would yeah. be great. It would just lots be fantastic. Of, lots of layers. I, I would I yeah. would enjoy that for sure. Um and it kind of reminds me of the do you remember the legacy triple threat? I want to was it 25? Uh, 26. 26. Man, that's sharp from you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it, that, that to me was like the natural conclusion for that as well. Yeah. So that would be the only, that'd be my only hesitancy. Like, is this the conclusion or, but I mean, they could make it so that it's kind of, you know, Roman ends up intoxicating the, you know, one of the Usos, Jimmy or whatever. Yeah, it could work. Anyway, up to Levendale, I found the other one. I'd be interested in seeing them bring Rowan back in January. He attacks Firefly Funhouse Bray, which damages his connection to The Fiend. Continue that until WrestleMania, where he comes out as Bray, but transforms mid-match. Well, we know he could transform damn quickly. Um, yeah, we saw that. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, Rowan got done dirty, in my opinion. Um, he was finally getting a lot of work and a push. And then they gave him a mechanical spider. So I don't know, you know, he, he, was, he was always someone who could go in the ring, but did I ever see him as the top, top guy? No, but then at the same time, if the story's there, which it is here, and I like the way you've laid it out, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against seeing that at all. I mean, that's all I ever really ask for in a good match, really. And a good feud is a good story. And sometimes WWE just seem to either have short memories or they like neglect to uh to tie things up and whatever but i i do think that's a direction to go with the fiend and if you're going to keep him out of the title picture you need to give him something like that to sink his teeth into um and there are still people that he like owes as in the fiend you know what i mean yeah. people who have done him wrong but um i do think rowan is a decent option uh let's move along to We've got two more sitting here in the moment. Then we need to, I need to, no, we'll come back to them in a minute. I need to talk Charlotte um, before we finish up here. So as some of you may or may not have not seen, I did put out a report this week talking about Charlotte and her impending return to WWE. We all know she's been out since the 22nd of June. I didn't read that either. That's off, that's off the top of my head, SB3. SB3 levels, that is, uh, where... Plus, I'm using air quotes. And... It was basically just to write Charlotte off because she had to get her bridge fixed and there was something wrong with um, her breast implants that she also had to fix. There was like a leak, I think. That had, like then it had happened before and she needed to get a certain surgery to totally fix it. Um, and at the point of doing that, I did put out a report saying that she was going to be out until at least the end of the year, potentially Royal Rumble season. And... I, you know, there was a few people saying she might try and get back for SummerSlam. I believe Meltzer and Mike Johnson both said that, but I was told at the time, 0% chance. That same person told me there is 0% chance that she, uh, Charlotte and Andrade will be returning as a pair on TV, contrary to WrestleVotes' recent report. Uh, that is not the plan. Charlotte's plans are already locked in for her return. Make of that what you will, because I don't want to spoil it. I got told what the plans are. I don't want to say too much. Um, maybe I'll tell you what we'll do. I will write to SP3 if he wants the spoiler after this show and we will screenshot it and we'll use it on a future show so that we know 
whether my info is right or wrong. Um, so, yeah, Charlotte has been really anal about getting her plan set because she felt like earlier this year and Fightful were bang on with this report. When she was the NXT Women's Champion, she was stuck between NXT Creative and Raw Creative and they couldn't agree how to use her. That's not Charlotte's fault. And I know that she takes a lot of stick for being at the top of the card and all of this stuff. But ultimately, there was nothing she could have done about that. Um, but she was always going to take this time off and she's used it to recover, recuperate. Her and Andrade have two totally different plans, but they are both plans that are in motion at the moment. Andrade released a video last week that was all in English, by the way, impressively done, um, talking about how the you know the business is in his blood and he has to do this. He has to because it is his family, it is his life. So they're both set course. As far as I know, they're both doing separate things. I'm not going to tell you when, but... Alas, the plans are in motion. Um, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to Charlotte Flair coming back. Raw could do with a Charlotte Flair on them. Say what you like about Charlotte Flair's booking and anything else. You can't deny, and I'm talking to everyone watching this, not just SP3, because I know SP3 appreciates talent when he sees it. You can't deny that she delivers when she's in the ring, especially on pay-per-view. She's, she's one of, if not, I know Sasha Banks fans are going to go crazy. The best performers that they have in WWE full stop. I feel like she always, always delivers. So there you go. Some interesting news broken this week. And, you know, I don't think we've got time to truly debate Charlotte now. So we'll just have a tidbit from SP3. But what do you think? And it's interesting what we just said about the creative teams. What do you think about Charlotte the talent versus the way she is booked? If her name is Charlotte Smith, and she's not Ric Flair's daughter. In my opinion, she still has the talent to be where she is in WWE. She's probably just not given as many title reigns because that story lends itself to her dad, but she would yeah. still be a top, top talent, right? Yeah, I think I think you, you mentioned it uh, earlier this week. The, the issue with Charlotte right now in her booking is her character is champion. Yeah. That she 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 can't get out of the title picture, and her character and the the person that they built up due to this booking is well is well deserving of having a main feud outside of the title picture. Like mm. she can feud with Bianca Belair, and it could just be about Bianca trying to live up to the stature of of Charlotte Flair. She can have a feud outside of the title picture with Rhea Ripley or Tony Storm on the main roster. She can have a feud with Oscar. Oscar trying to get over the hump with not being able to always beat uh, Charlotte. She's only beat her like once or twice in her entire career. Charlotte's always had her number. The person that ended her streak. They can have all of that without the title, but it seems that her character is the title. The title and Charlotte are synonymous with each other at this point, and that's the real issue. Charlotte Flair, I totally agree with you. She's one of the best performers in WWE right now, and mm -hmm. I will I will go also agree with you and go on record. She is one of the greatest female wrestlers in WWE history, period. Like yes. when it comes to being a champion, when it comes to the mainstream appeal, when it comes to putting on classic matches, in my opinion, Becky Lynch's greatest match ever is from Evolution, the last yes. woman standing match with with Charlotte Flair, uh, Sasha and Charlotte, the the false count anywhere matchup on Monday Night Raw all those years ago is one of Sasha's and, best and matches. The hell, and the Helena Cell. 
their Hell in a Cell match was really good. I, I just I feel like the the false count anywhere was just another level because mm-hmm. the, the energy in that crowd, it was just it was just it captivated you and it got you in. And Charlotte can be a great, a great heel and they can have it outside of the title picture, but it seems like the booking just handcuffs everything. And I think that she has kind of gotten the heat that we had on Roman Reigns before, where we should be blaming the booking, we should be blaming Vince McMahon more. More than we're we're blaming the performer. That was my issue with Roman Reigns. I felt like everybody was way too hard on her. And to number one, <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Do it in the men's one. Do it in the men's one. I would love that. <laughs> well, I actually like this idea from Uptown Avondale. I'd like to see Charlotte come back as a wrestling machine. No moonsaults, no cartwheels, just mat wrestling. And she could do it. She absolutely could do it. She's a great yeah. technician. Uh, we, we left out there as well. I think she's probably had Oscar's best match in WWE as well at WrestleMania 34. That was, I know the finish was people like, oh, really? The streak? But the match was, I would argue, the best on that card. I, that I, would, I would argue it was the best. So, I mean, you can't deny that Charlotte delivers. I, I too would like her to lose once in a while. I don't need her to be champion all the time. And I feel like if your character is the champion, the point of that is to be the heel that someone eventually overcomes. And it's a big deal when they do, because you are the champion. Triple H was in that role for years in the mid two thousands. Right. Like, and that's how eventually you got Batista over and people like that. Um, I, I mean, I, I think for, uh, for Charlotte Flair, a lot of it isn't her fault, obviously. Um, but also, she's 34. So is she at the point yet where she's meant to be putting people over? She's kind of in win-now mode. Like, yeah. this, this is her prime. She should be winning titles. Um, it doesn't mean you can't put someone over along the way. Like, if you tell stories, right? Of course you can, right? Like, Bailey just did it for Sasha. But at the same time, I feel like... She's handcuffed by being Ric Flair's daughter and the, the title reigns. Like, that's that's a thing that, again, is not really in her control. And I know it frustrates her from having spoken to her. Um, but you speak to any woman in WWE, and, like, n- everyone I've ever spoke to has massive praise for Charlotte Flair and what she's like behind the scenes and how helpful she is, how encouraging she is. So I don't buy that. You know, she's some kind of ruthless politician who wants to be champion all the time. Like, I, I appreciate her talent, but I also appreciate the concerns that she does win a bit too much. And maybe there could be um, ways to spread around the love for other women on the roster. I totally, totally understand all of that. I really do. Um, I'm just saying for those people, and I'm probably more talking about Twitter fans here, don't let your feelings about her booking compromise her talent because it's yeah. the talent. The talent is very, very real. Um, we've got a couple of super chats to finish on here. Matty the hot Scott is in the house. The man who had us all Vince McManning this week. How are you doing, Matty? Uh, Hey Alex and Hey SP three, the Keith Lee stuff is awful for him and very confusing. Cause he's very good. I really don't want to see Goldberg and Reigns. Just no looking forward to SmackDown tonight. Thanks for a great week of wrestling daily PSSP three. I think you should juggle for us. This isn't the circus. I don't have anything to juggle. Like <laughs> your, your twins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do that. I do that pretty well. I, I <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I will. I will see what we can do for that end of year episode, possibly. But before you get to the next super chat, I, I do have to say, I said this on Twitter. 
Uh, go out your way. If you got to watch one match this week, you included, Alex. Watch the best of the Super Juniors finals between Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado. Five-star classic, a late match of the year candidate. Tremendous stuff with an unmasking blood, chair shots, uh, dramatic submissions. One of the best matches I saw all year. And Hiromu Takahashi is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I'm still just like... Because I just saw someone in the chats talking about how Keith Lee needs refining, and you and people are like, Nia Jax is getting away with it. Uh, exactly. Like Lars Sullivan, what are you doing? Uh, Goldberg, do you need to go to the PC, brother? I think uh, you might. I think you might. Um, There's a. I mean, we could. I don't want to bury people, right? That's not what I'm about, but. Come on now. If you're coming from you're coming from my boy Keith Lee, I'll get upset. Um, yeah, I mate, uh I, as you know, I, I am more of a Wrestle Kingdom and uh, G1 New Japan yep. fan. But now that SP3 has given me this recommendation, I will go out of my way to watch it because um uh, from what I understand, it wasn't the only great match as well going on uh over there in the last 24 hours. Our time zones always kill me. Um so yeah. It's very, very prudent that we uh, we acknowledge Japan. And, of course, we're all in the home straight to Wrestle Kingdom 15. We really are. Um, they built card, a lot of the card on this on the show. I was right going to say that the card is like, I looked at it today and I was like, oh, geez, I'm not even like a massive New Japan fan. And I was like, I will watch that. Um, let's see what the final Super Chats have before we call it a night. It is David Evans. You've got the distinction of being the finale my good sir. Hi, Alex and SB3. I love the way everyone says hello, SB3. Don't you? That's yeah, just I love it. It's warm. Uh, on Wednesday, you had a question about making four-person factions featuring men and women. And Alex, you wanted to come up with an all-UK stable, but you couldn't think of one. You're right, I couldn't. Uh, off the top of my head, that quick anyway. Mine would be Pete Trent Tyler, British strong style, of course, and a fit and healthy Tegan Knox. I can't argue with Tegan. We love Tegan on this show. Um, yes. What a talent she is. The um, the she she cane, um, the lady cane. Even I, I would put Drew in probably instead of Trent. I, I get why Trent's there in your four because of the cohesion and the British strong style and stuff. But I was if I was looking to just map out four. Yeah, man, that's tough. That's really tough. I, I I would I would say you're right, but you'd probably have to put Drew in the in the discussion. I mean, for for Ireland, you could literally have Finn Balor, Becky Lynch, Sheamus, Sessions, Martina, um, maybe like that's that's pretty damn good uh, <laughs> to come to think of it. Um, you know, there, there's a lot going on there. Um, man, we could do this today. I thought about this not long ago. Like, if you actually had just country by country, like tournament almost, like how that would play out. Um, I think Japan would probably have the advantage, but what do you think? <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, Kabuki Chaos was over in the chat, uh, when we talked about that on uh, on Wednesday with Kyrie, Asuka, Nakamura, and Okada. But you can add in someone like Koto Ibushi, uh, Io Shirai, and yeah, it would be the World Cup of wrestling. That's one that uh, someone can ultra chat us on and kind of put together teams for each uh, country. I've got to say, um, on the note of Tegan Knox, I I really, 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 really hope things work out for her because knees are not to be messed with. And of course, she's had that problem two or three times now. Um, she has got everything 
to be a real, real star in WWE. Someone just said it, actually. Alex Smith did. She does remind me a little bit of a young Becky. Before Becky really broke yeah. through, she's got that same kind of charisma. I actually agree with that take. Um, and she's awesome in the ring. Uh, she's like the, the the nicest person ever as well. Um, so wish all the greatest things for Tegan Knox. I'd love to – can't wait to see her back. And also Upton Avondale once again coming through. I love Tyler Bate. Uh, I think I made this clear on Twitter the other day. I've trained with him before as well in the gym, and the guy is just ridiculous. His quads are like my body. Um, he, I think he's, I've said this before as a bit of a hot take. I honestly think he's one of the top five, ten wrestlers in the world now. I don't think there's anything other people can do that he can't already. And he's 23. Um, he's, tell me a bad match he's had. You can't. I'll save you the time. He only has classics on pay-per-view. The guy is ridiculous. Um, if he was taller, Vince would be creaming. That's probably not PG, but he would be creaming, SP3. Uh, frothing at the mouth is probably better. <laughs> I'm going to dial it down a bit. Uh, frothing. Anyway, um, Tyler Bates, good. That's the thing you should take away from this. And I'm very happy. And I bring that up because, of course, he has come back and returned to NXT UK TV this week. And he took on A-Kid, which, again, is just a great, great match. So go out your way to watch it if you can, guys. Um, that's it. That is a, another week of Wrestling Daily. I've been blessed enough to have uh, SP3 by my side twice. You know, if, if Louis's not careful, brother, I'm telling you. Hey, it's 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 all up to to you, sir. To you, you're the Vince McMahon. You, but even but Steph, I give it up for Steph. She had the Vince Vince McMahon uh, impersonation of the week. I, I have to give it to her. I even voted for her instead I of did. myself on the poll. I did, I did too. <laughs> uh, in fact, Matthew messaged me straight away. Anyway, did you vote for yourself? I was like, no. Like someone, someone would have voted for me. Come on. Um, but I, I just. Um, I love that. I love those little things about the wrestling daily. I love all of the co-hosts. Um, they all bring something different to the table. And I really appreciate all of you for sticking with us and uh, tuning in through these times. Uh, man, SP3, you've done a great job this week. This is like a newsy episode. And you've stepped yeah. in and said, Louis, man, look, just a little story of everyone before we do go. Louis tried to push SP3 out of this episode, right? Like, like, was it like half an hour before we went on? Like, 45 like minutes? an hour, yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah, you know, SP3, I can do it now. So um, if you don't want to, uh, what? He didn't even ask me. It's my show. <laughs> didn't even ask me. He just he casually in the group chat went, yeah, I know, I could do it tonight if you want. Like, what? No, you can't. SP3 <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> See, and Louis said it had to be more about the news. So we we saving our debates for Wednesday. Wednesday is debate day. So don't it worry, is. folks. We're coming back hard with, with another debate next Wednesday. But I also want to say thank you to everyone who's been showing support to Wrestling Daily. It's been a great honor to kind of be a part of the crew with such great journalists and the gems of wrestling media, Louis, Steph, and of course, Alex. You guys are awesome. And everyone out there, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Feliz Navidad, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I echo everything that SP3 said there. We do appreciate you guys hanging with us. And like I said, we're going to be back with a full show next week, a full lineup of shows, I should say. And then the week after that, things start getting tricky because of Christmas. So we won't be doing Christmas Eve and, you know, I think Christmas Day, those two, they're Thursday and Friday, right? They are. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there'll be no shows on that day or and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but there will be in the lead up. The 30th will be the last show, and that'll be when all four of us are on Christmas Jumpers in time. 
I've got hips like Fandango. Come I, on, I, don't even, I don't even have a jumper ready. I have something extremely special for the for the 30th. It's extremely special. Something I only wear for my kids. I am wearing it for you guys. And and you know, I got I got something right here as well. You know, happy holidays. It's December, so why not? Yeah. We're, we're all out. We're all out. It's it's time to go. We are we are all in the Christmas spirit. And that's the best way to take you home. Guys, please enjoy the weekend. Uh, all the love from Wrestling Daily right here. Please have fun and we will see you next week. Bye.